0: This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290, CJBK, where interesting people talk and London listen. Left,
1: right, and center, it's Wednesday. Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer with us today. Gentlemen, nice to have you here again.
0: Morning, Jim. Thank
1: you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us. Uh, My question to you is the same question we started the program with today, because uh, I, I, I admitted this morning that I was a little disillusioned. I sort of had this epiphany that uh, when I look at what's happening both federally and provincially dollars and cents wise that that the Fed's uh, just one of many things. We need 11-11 billion dollars to put back into health care. And provincially now we need a couple of billion dollars to put back into education. And then we look at, okay, what's happened since the liberals got in in 93 and the Tories in 95? Uh, they both are deficit fighters. They both got government spending under control, blah, blah, blah. That's what they told us. And yet here we are. Uh, nine years and seven years later, respectively. And what's happening? We've got to put all that money back in. All the money that they took out to fight the deficit and do all those good things, now they're telling us, well, if you want these services to be what they ought to be, you've got to put all that money back in. And I'm, I'm sort of abashed by the fact that I, seems to me that we're right back to square one, that neither of these governments did anything substantive to change government, to change the way the government works to make government itself less expensive and uh... i fear that the pendulum is swinging back because there's a lot of public support for put that money into health care put that money into education and i don't know how we other than higher taxes i don't know how we get around going right back to where we were it's tax and spend at both levels and here comes the deficit again That's
0: the only answer that any politician can possibly give you politicians of traditional parties have nothing to trade but your money and your freedom and your choices that's all they have to give away and Although, so, I think what we found out, though, you know, there is no uh, other tool ava- available to Yeah, it.
2: but but big revelation, it turns out that you would get what you pay for. You know, that if you pay less, you get less. Uh, you know, uh, in spite of the, the voodoo economics... Give me and, an uh, example. About paying less and getting less? Yeah. Well, healthcare care seems to be one. But right. I, I, well, that's because you're not true. paying, it. You're paying for life. it. You're
0: paying the government but for I'm health made... care, and it doesn't, yeah, the no. money doesn't but get to, to the doctor. what I'm saying is
2: that as an axiom in my life, I expect that, that if I pay less for something, I expect to get less. If I pay more, I expect to get more. Um, you know, what we've what we've sort of been in in the last decade was a lot of people telling us with a lot of a lot of think tanks and so on, oh, no, no, there's these economic models and better uh, better So business, you don't look uh, for quality at the, the lower price, do you? You look for the higher
0: price, and that's the determination quality?
2: what happens is that if at the end of the day, we've been told if you lower taxes, if you pay less, you'll, you can maintain services. It turns out that doesn't seem to be the case. We can not do that not in shocking to anybody.
0: No, you have to open up the market though. You can't well, cut off well, taxes and okay. cut off the well, supply the of money to an is, industry is and then not when allow you, the private it,
2: market to pay when that When you've got an idea that hasn't worked out, like lowering taxes and, and saying we can maintain services and lower taxes, then well, the next thing we find is the people who are still wedded to that I- ideology will just say, well, if it didn't work the first time, you cut it and just cut them some more. Well, you and guys, both you guys,
1: with the greatest respect, both
2: you guys are missing
1: my point. My point isn't about. the first time. Well, my, my point isn't, <laughs> isn't that we cut these expenditures and now we've got to put them back and we got less because we paid less. My concern is that have we blown the chance to fix the structure? We had a lot of public will there to reduce no, deficit, you can, reduce government... the
0: structure tomorrow by changing the political party that's in power, period. Yeah,
2: people don't want to do that. Well,
0: well then there's they're no, happy there's with what they There's no what what viable
2: party that's going to change things, though. I think what, the other thing we find is that government is a huge rascal that's hard to wrestle to the ground, and it doesn't seem to no matter what government is in there, they get tied down with the inertia. Uh, I remember friends when the NDP were in government, uh, friends in government, saying, boy, it's extremely hard to get those civil servants to do what you want them to do, and I think that the Tories have found that as
0: well, and yet you would support an, an agency like that running your healthcare system, running your education system, right after you told us what the problem with it was.
2: Again, there's no viable party, I think, that that is so much smarter and so much more adept than any other party that they can uh, can fight their way through that. Well, and one of the things well, are, we then, doomed, then? are we doomed then? Are we doomed? I think that what it means is that the way you govern is essentially pragmatically, and you say, look, well, that it, means spend, there's spend, no spend, magic spend, bullet that's and never fix stop things. Spending. We realize that the way we keep an eye, on, the way that we run a government is by l- watching the little things. We just have to make sure that, for instance, we don't get into a billion dollars with the gun thing. That We have to make sure we're watching the days... But how do we
1: stuff. do that? How do... I mean, and it's not just the gun... It's not just the gun registry. I mean, the Auditor General at both provincial and federal level comes out every year with literally billions, with a B, billions of dollars of th- that have been spent either foolishly or unaccounted for or whatever, and it goes on and on and on. We've had, we've had it's governments... It's
0: foolish to you, Jim. It's not foolish to them.
1: Because well, for them,
0: they have, they have jobs. They create jobs. Uh, I know uh, one of our Freedom Party officials this week talked to a woman in the police department. And they were talking about the ridiculousness of marijuana laws. Her only contention was it gave her a job, and that's why they're good. Period. Her thought was not for the other guy. She didn't care who was going to jail over this. She didn't care who it hurt. She, it's a job for her. And every civil servant is basically like that, whether they admit it or not.
2: But that comes down so, to us paying all attention, these, though, as, elect- as, as, elect- as people who are voting, whatever you call ourselves, citizens. Mm-hmm. We have to pay attention, though. And, and one of the things that struck me about the Auditor General thing when it came out was that there was a column saying that, that the Auditor General's reports have come out every year since the late 1890s, I think, when they started. And it's always a one-week wonder. It's the story of the mm-hmm. week. And then the next week, we for- all forgotten about it, and we go on to the next thing. Remember, too, that the Auditor General
0: judges the government according to the government's own standards, which is remarkable. Because the Auditor General goes to the government and says, okay, here's what they wanted to do with gun control. It was supposed to accomplish X, 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 and X, right? Didn't do any of those things. The Auditor General does not take into account rational people, common sense people, who think that gun control is morally offensive. Who think that gun control is a violation of the fundamental thing this whole gun that, that this whole country should be about freedom and individual rights and the connection between remember all authority comes from the use of force. Uh, ultimately, that's what makes that's that's what gives us our sovereignty. The fact that we're now allowing American troops into Canada to protect us. We haven't just. Chipped away at our sovereignty; it is gone. It's sold out. Period. Who's, who's
2: going to force government to get efficient? And when, what model can we use? Like we, we, why, can't we've seen the why can't the politicians? Why can't the politicians do Jeff? Well, that's a good question because I look at look at there's, I look there's, at the there's tories your, there's your problem right there. Right Jeff the thinks
0: that the purpose of government is to be efficient. Well, I think know uh, I think uh, it would be nice be,
2: if it would be efficient. It's
0: well, not it cannot campus, be, but uh,
2: I would like it to be. And fundamentally, we saw the Tories for the last seven years saying we are going to operate on a business model. We're going to privatize things. We're going to be efficient and all that stuff. So the liberals. Why doesn't it happen?
0: That's one of the ten stupid things. People say about politics is government should be run like a business. It's and not a business. It's not a business. It's a government. It's an agency of force. It's the final arbiter. No business. To be a business, you have to be on a free market, competing in a market voluntarily. Yeah, but you that's know what, what people the, mean by that. that.
1: You know they, 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 want, respo- well, they, want. they want responsibility. Well, in they want responsibility. That's what they want. But then
0: they're yeah, they calling a cat a dog and a dog a cat. They have to look at the identity of what they're looking at. Government cannot be responsible.
1: But if we've got a government like like the liberals who have a massive majority and had it for almost ten years and and the Tories who did not not a massive majority but a good solid majority both times both seem to have uh, you know the ear of the people and and managed to do most of the things that they set out to do and yet at the end of the day it looks to me like we're no further ahead than we were like no, they, they set of them
0: out they accomplished everything they set out to do they, they, they well, always they con- said they were going to do this. They said they were going to spend <laughs> this, and they spent it. They said they were going to spend this, and they spent it. But they that both the told us. But they both
1: told us that both of them told us they were going to rebuild government, not just fiddle with payments, not just fiddle with taxation. They both said we're going to rebuild the and way government have, does Jim. business.
0: Jim, they've added so many police powers to the state. they have, they have powers of confiscation now. Um, they backtracked on, in Ontario, there's no longer a Taxpayer Protection Act from the very same party that gave it to us. They're, they are rebuilding government. They're making it bigger and more statist, which is the only direction a government can go. But I thought that's the opposite and of what they said they were going to do.
2: I thought they, that the Tories said they're, they're not government. They're no, they said they were going to be efficient, government.
0: Jeff, just no, like said, you want. They said it was a revolution. A revolution.
2: revolution. a
1: revolution. Common sense you right know now, what they now, meant
0: by it. smaller government? Fewer people in power, not smaller mm-hmm. government in authority. But Now they've put more power in the hands of fewer people. They reduce the number of ridings in the province, and they call that smaller government. Meanwhile, look at the spending of the budgets. So by the way, no money has ever been taken out of the health care system, ever. It's gone up year after year. What, what the propaganda says is that the increase uh... in healthcare spending didn't go up
1: well, year after after year, but that. it and never the went down went no, 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 no the transfers went transfers
0: down from the, from the federal, federal government though. went down by nine or 10 And then it was dollars. made up for by increased it, spending on the provincial well, level uh, partly but
2: uh, it was also taken from other areas that those transfers were coming from because th- those transfers were block funding they didn't say this much has to go to health care but they you know the, the federal government
0: does not even have the constitutional authority to be spending money on transfer payments for health care that's illegal there isn't a well, law. It's just become a convention. I, I have some
2: constitutional law, law
0: professors who would disagree with you. And uh, say I'm that
2: sure you do. If you want to give money to somebody, it's constitutional agree. to give it, whether or not it's in your area or not. It's not in their area for sure. Well, let me, well come,
1: let me come back to the original question Have we blown our chance to reform the structure? Is the political will, I mean, is the public will gone? for genuine reform. I don't
0: think any of us see a direction for reform that, that would be broadly popular. Nobody I mean, even knows what the answers are. Nobody yeah. Nobody picks up a philosophy book and reads about how government really works. I mean, or, if you really want to understand how things work, I learned everything from reading Ayn Rand. Mm-hmm. One read. That was it. and I understood every politician. I never saw a newspaper the same again, ever. And this is a woman who lived in a totalitarian country and wanted to know why people could get so evil. How they could drag people out of a classroom and kill them. Like, what, we're good people. You know, we're all good people. How can this happen? So she wanted to understand the nature of government.
2: That's before and she went to the States.
0: Well, no, that's when she experienced it. When she went to the States, she, started, uh, she met Isabel Patterson, who's here from Ontario. She became her mentor, and she, too, taught her about how government works, because these people were very learned people. You, the-
2: is there a model, though? Is there a government somewhere in the world that we would like to be like? Well, of the government that we look to and say that's the way they ought to do things. Like there are individual ideas that everybody's always saying, well, we should be more like this. And but that. you
1: know, but I, I don't know if there is. But don't you think that we could craft some simple rules that would change government a lot? Like for example, uh, just something as small as expense accounts, government expense accounts. I don't think that anybody, MPs or anybody else, should have large expense accounts. I don't think they're necessary. I think if you're going to go out for lunch on the taxpayers' tab. You go to Swiss Chalet, which was one of the comments that was made about the, the, about the provincial our, our, our thing.
2: Our favorite restaurant. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, you go to Swiss Chalet, you go to some place, if you're going to do it at all, if you don't bring your own lunch, you are a public servant. Now, if you look at the totals of that money, we are talking tens of millions of dollars. Small potatoes in the larger sense, but to me, a, a vital and crucial philosophical point to make. People should not be swilling at the public trough. It but everybody
0: be h- is, Jim. The whole political system is that. You want to reform the system? How many people listening now would, be able to get, would want to give up free medical health care? How many? They're all at the trough every single one of them. But it's not free. I pay free. for it and it, I get it. When we say it's free, it means you don't pay for it. free. I pay for it and I get it. No, no you pay, I, I for, pay it for it even it. if you don't get well, it. Don't get
2: well, I pay for it and I get it. It's not free, right. but when you look at Cam Jackson going it's out and spending a ton of money on fee. meals, I don't feel that he's worked for that. So I think that those are things that they could work on is the nepotism. So, so there's one place. There's
1: one place where we start. You can yeah. cut out that kind of personal waste. The second thing you can do is to cut out the slush funds, the HRDCs, where they've got millions of dollars. Jim, you're talking
0: about 10 minutes worth of interest the big spending in government look at the budgets one-third health care one-third welfare and education. One-third other miscellaneous non-government things. You look at the, look at the 3% though. justice and administration And yeah. what government should be you doing. look at the government details. Government should be 3% of the size that it is. I was
2: watching you Rudy Giuliani pay your own talking, care, talking pay your own
0: medical care. Period. I was watching
2: Rudy Giuliani talk about the broken window thing for crime, about how you look after the small details and the big ones will look after themselves. And I think in government it's the same thing. We talked last week about getting rid of corporate t- donations, for instance. If there was a way to re- somehow reduce the incentive of politicians to to be self-interested... And Like, I don't understand, and again, I I don't know where it comes from, but I don't know why a politician has any say in where we locate any government service. I would have thought there would be some person we would look to to say, where's the most efficient place to put this prison or whatever? Why Mm -hmm. is it MP lobbying? Why can Chrétien get get a golf course in his riding or whatever? Why not just say politicians have no role in that? nothing to say about it. Then who has to say about it? Well, again, we hire experts. Like, that's the oh, thing. What we're supposed to do is say,
0: well, look, if so you decide we need a jail, where's the cheapest place the to put Who's the authority, then? The expert's the authority? Why, why vote for somebody? Again, p- as just long as we have got expert. a system
2: that rewards self-interest, as long as we have got a system that says, if you hire these consultants, they will donate a lot of money to your political party, and we don't care that you're paying them three
0: times as much
2: as the people so that are So why policing. not
0: create a system we that channels self-interest in a way that it's not harmful to others? Socialism is the most harmful system that self-interest works itself well, through. Capitalism ain't so great either. <laughs> well, capitalism, you can, you can choose your choose the business that you do business with. and, and Under socialism, you can't choose the government you do business with. I know,
2: but that's where we get so, part-barreling, that as long as we say, well, it's going to be capitalism and we'll let we'll let these companies uh, do this work for us, what we find is over well, and over again they're vastly it. overpaid for the work they're doing. <laughs> and then we find out why, and the reason is that there's these kickbacks coming one way or another. And, and again, I'm and the last one. Well, that, that, we need that more again rules, is because but government
0: but, is allowed to meddle in the marketplace, otherwise business would have no interest in giving kickbacks to oh, government. Oh, I think business
2: is pretty good at giving kickbacks to <laughs> each other when you're coming to, trying to sell your fighter jets to uh, to whoever. Kickback
1: That's is one company.
0: That's not business in general. Everybody Czechoslovakia,
2: we're selling them
1: to the Czech Republic now. Our old fighter jets. We'll, talk, <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a second. Please stay with us left, right, and center. If you care to join us, you're always welcome at six four three twelve ninety. This is Talk of the Town at 1290 CJBK. It's left, right, and center with uh, Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. We've been talking about government and whether we've missed the boat and and reforming our political structure but you know we started to talk and then off you guys went again (laughs) galloping into the sunset
2: well, this I is the first. The first thing they teach us in sort of media spin school is if you know nothing about the question that was asked, answer a different Star question. Galloping, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I come. I come back to this. You know, the idea that we can't. Is there? Is there a government on the planet that works well that we could do a better job of it? And, and you know, and, and I keep thinking.
0: Do you mean in absolute terms? No. No, not in
1: absolute terms. But I, but I'm saying there are. It seems to me there are a few very straightforward things that, just as an example, the liberal majority in Ottawa under Jean Chrétien could have could have brought in. They could have cut expense account stuff. They could have cut the kind of perks that people have they could have put much tighter controls on hrdc and all that kind of slush fund spent. they could
0: have done all of but those how things. would that have been in their interest
2: well, uh, it, maybe it wouldn't have been.
0: Would have oh, been in the, would have been
2: in the national
1: interest.
0: Oh yeah, but not necessarily, but it has to be well, in their interest.
2: That's why I think there's a there's a window of opportunity right now though because Kretschmann, for once you know for the only time in his career is not beholden to the system. So if there's ever a time that he could change things, now is the time because he doesn't need corporate donations anymore personally. Yeah,
0: yeah but is a, is not a can- Canadian prime minister. He's an international socialist. Kyoto is a massive wealth transfer from from North America to the rest of the world, just disguised as, as environmental concern.
2: But right now, um, though, his motivations are different than they've been before. They've never been different. He's been an international like socialist
0: uh, from idea, day one. Look at his foreign the policy and his foreign aid for the
2: president. That's good idea. And that's something we should look at here. You know, look at having a term limit and say you get two terms and that's it. Your second term, if you want to get something done, you get going early and uh, you can do it because, again, you're not beholden. For once, you're free to do what you think is the right thing instead of doing what will get you reelected. Let's go to
1: the phones where uh, Rob is going to join us. Hello,
3: Rob. Hi, Jim. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I was just watching uh, the uh, Michael Corrin the other night there, and there you have Dal- Dalton Ginty making more promises of what he's going to do if he gets in, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that right now we're over-governed. We have way, way too many laws on the books now. There should be some sunset clauses that get rid of a lot of the laws that are past due and past dated Um, i think what we need is fewer promises from the from the uh... politicians and not more like right now all the promises do is they equal equal taxes like and right now we're paying over fifty four percent of our money to the various levels of government well i think that money can measure freedom as well and i think if we've lost fifty four percent of our incomes to the government we've lost fifty four percent of our freedom to the government um, you know I think if we really want to change the administration of of politics in this country, I think the what we really really need is a flat rate tax system which makes everyone equal, and that would uh i think change the the uh the face of government in in Canada and the province of Ontario,
2: yeah. It would certainly change things, but yeah. the, the difference would be, though, if you make it flat rate, as I understand, that uh, you would get rid of the progressive taxation, which would mean that uh, the wealthy, right. wealthier people would pay a lot less and, and no, the lower pay, income pay, people would pay a pay lot pers- more.
3: they pay the same percentage of their income, which, is, which makes everybody equal, which is what you always want, Jeff. Yeah. You want everybody to be equal. But again,
2: it's not clear to me that by having wealthy people pay a lot less tax than they are now and having the rest of us pay a lot more, that that would make it a better country. I don't know, I, I, but that's not obvious to me that that would be a good thing for me you and my family that and the my friends. the rest friend. of us
0: would pay more, I'll of us will be paying less.
2: No, we won't all be paying less unless we're getting less fluid. Witness my earlier remark. Well, which we just, need less government.
3: No, that's what I'm saying. We could cut out about 50% of what government does. But the oh, problem we, is we then we pay for it in the private th- sector. Th-
2: th- the problem there,
3: though, we is don't.
1: when we talk, and this is one of the fundamental things, and we haven't got to this yet today, one of the things, if we're going to restructure government, one of the things we're going to do is put a whole lot of people out of work.
3: Well, that's... that's uh, That's just a red herring, Jim. I think that what we will do is if we restructure government properly, we'll we'll be creating a lot more work for people, and especially those people that are being displaced by by pushing paper around for government anyway which is a total train, uh, drain on the taxpayer.
2: But that's what nobody seems to be able to figure out. How do we do that? How do we get less you cut,
3: bureaucracy? You cut the, uh, the departments like multiculturalism and bilingualism and you cut departments that have nothing to do with what the government the was set up for in the first but, place.
2: But we've seen tens of thousands of layoffs in the civil service in Ontario in the last seven years and now we have these reports coming out and saying, gee, when you lay off all those people the work doesn't get done so they hire consultants at three times the salaries. So that doesn't seem to work either. Is who is it who knows how to do that? How to how to
3: make these things? In fact, well, Somebody like Mike Harris did that, but then uh, then the Bernie Eves came in and, and reversed it all. No, so. it turns
1: out that Mike didn't do it though. If you look if you look at the government spending patterns, Mike didn't do that. Well, he you're did, right, Jim. He didn't reduce the size of the bureaucracy noticeably. He received, re- reduced the amount of funding that was going out to programs across the province, but the number of people who were sending the money out there remained pretty much the same. Yeah, you're right. So who can do that? Who, who's smart enough to figure out how to do that? Well, I don't. Do we need to be
0: smarter do we just need to be motivated? <laughs> like, what, what, what does it take well, to say, okay, tonight we will ban the gun registry? Done. What brain There's no job that needs to be done. It's not a job that needs to be done. It's it, to lay off most civil servants. It would be better to put them on welfare. Because at least you're only losing one. Not better for them. Well, yeah, sure. Why not? Pay them the same as they got before. Give them a year. Okay? And then then tell them to get a job. Because it's better to pay them to do nothing than to do what they're doing now, which is causing other people not to be able to be productive. But, Rob, I
1: have to leave it there. I appreciate your call today. We're just about out of time. Uh, Last word, Robert, to you?
0: Oh, uh, (laughs) sorry. sorry. (laughs) Sorry. No, again, I think the only answer to changing government is, is a new political party. And I hate to be partisan here. I'm not running or anything, but... Uh, we're going to we're gonna change the scene. I spent the last 20 years building a party called Freedom Party. We're going to make an impact this time, certainly provincially. Um, I think you're going to see a change. I, it's the only way you can go. I, I knew this 20 years ago, and that's why I spent the last 20 years of my life doing nothing but building that structure and getting it in place. And this is the first time we're going to go up to the marketplace.
1: Jeffrey, last word to you.
0: Well, I think that as, as
2: I'm as I'm aging, I'm starting to appreciate some of the wisdom of uh, people who have come along a lot earlier than me and one of the things that I think I'm coming to believe is that there's no free lunch and uh, that uh, you get what you pay for and at the end of the day uh, if you want services and you have to pay for them and anybody who tells you that they've got a special way of doing it that's not going to cost you is a flim flam artist nobody's smart enough to figure out how to do that and uh, what we've seen is we've tried cutting uh bureaucracies and stuff and we get less service for it um again we have to to me realize that uh, governing is tough to do it's hard to to figure out how to do it and it's the day-to-day little details that we have to stay on top of and remember week to week you know the government blew this this and this and we have to hold them accountable and say Pay attention to those details, but that's how you're going to make a better country, not by some big change and saying some huge thing is going to fix it all. Gentlemen, thank you both. Always a pleasure. We'll see you next week.
1: Thank you, Thanks, Jim. Jim.
2: Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer with us today
1: on Left, Right and the Centre.